0: Hey, good evening, everybody. John Henry Soto here. Welcome to Counterparts. As always, George Batista is here with me, either that side or that side. Always a pleasure to see you all here. Thank you for joining us today. Rafferty Penderi is going to be here. We're going to be talking about so much cool stuff, um, businesses, uh, entrepreneurial stuff. If you're here, if you're if you want to start a business, if you're thinking of starting a business, if you have a business and you need any kind of consulting of any kind, This is a guy, he's here today, live, so please send in messages and uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back everyone. Thank you so much uh for listening to our little jazz number there. Um, I've had the pleasure of, of uh having Rafferty on the show a couple years ago. We had a great conversation. So I know that you're in for a treat. Um this is really, really awesome. So thank you for being here. Uh George, I know we have somebody that we gotta give some love to, so please why don't you take it away and let's do it.
1: Yes, sir. So the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health conscious individuals around the world. Go to myvitaminresource.com. And if you enter the promo code Counterparts, you will get free shipping on all orders. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about our guest today. So, Rafferty Penderi started his first company at the age of 11 and has not lost his love of business since. He now owns a group of six companies with staff and clients all over the world. His companies have done work for brands such as Time Warner, Ashley Furniture, Super Shuttle, Red Bull, Hilton, Humana, DoubleTree, HP, just to name a few. He has worked on projects with NASA and the Canadian Space Agency. He is also an international speaker who has helped thousands of businesses around the world with organization, expansion, strategies, social media, and online PR and marketing. And this is going to be a very, very interesting conversation with him. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rafferty Panderi awesome. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> Glad to be here with you guys.
0: Awesome! Awesome! Thank you so much for doing this. We really, really appreciate it. So, like I said, we actually had a conversation a few years ago uh, during the middle of the the thing that happened, and uh, we um, it was it was so I was so new and nervous, <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> I felt like I didn't really uh, ask some of the questions or or um, but we had a great time. I mean, we had a, a great time. But now knowing more about your background and knowing more about um, Some of the work that you do some of the amazing work that you do i'm really happy that i'm getting a second chance so gracias
2: awesome thank you
0: you're welcome so george and i work a little differently george likes to write questions down he's like very i kind of i write my stuff down but they usually if you read them you don't know what the hell i just wrote but um they're just more more like bullet points and then like to riff on like um what's happening as well so what i normally do i say george why don't you take on the first question and that'll kind of get the ball rolling for us here.
1: Perfect. Absolutely. Or go. And, and by, boy, I'm the one that's now new and nervous. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. So again, thank you so much for being here. Um, so I'm interested to find out about. I mean, age 11. I mean, think even thinking about business. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely want to find out about this because I mean, when I was 11, I was you know, building model planes and playing with GI Joe's, you know, I wasn't yeah. thinking business. So and I, I knew
0: you, George when he was 11 too. Yes, he did. Uh, absolutely. He definitely was not doing that.
1: And we were both the same size at that point, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're going to get a lot of those jokes here. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. 50 years of jokes. But uh, anyway, uh, so, t- so tell me a little about that and and the mindset and, and you know, why were you thinking business at that time?
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I wanted to help. That's kind of been a a thing, you know, my whole life, my parents set a great example for me as a kid. Um, you know, my dad did drug rehab for inmates forever. You know, my mom had worked in charity groups and all, you know, all kinds of, um, organizations that were just about social betterment. And so I had that as an example to look at. Hmm. And so I wanted to help. So, you know, when I was young, uh, there was a windsurfing team. As random as this is, but there was a windsurfing team that that um, did windsurfing things to help people with mental health and things like that. It just it, you know, it was just a, a cool activity that they did um, to give people real solutions and help. And they needed help in fundraising, and so I used to just walk around and. Um, ask people for money to help with this windsurfing serving team so that they can go out to races. And, uh, you know, I found that I could do that and I was okay to, you know, talk to people and Hey, here's what we're doing. And, and just have that conversation with the person that's in front of you. And I think from wow. that, you know, it gave me a, a, a certainty, I guess, in that, you know, I can go and talk to people about stuff and just yeah. with that, that experience, you know, it led into, um, you know, I saw these, these kids, I was really into skateboarding at that time. And I saw these kids, um, they had their parents kind of had funded them getting a clothing company. And all that amazing parents, it wasn't, they couldn't fund me doing right. that. So it was like, yeah, okay, how do I, I want a skateboard clothing company. And so I found a cartoonist and talked with him about this concept of a design that I had and, and he designed it. He drew it out for me. And, and I was like okay. I need to find. How do you get T-shirts done? And I was told it was screen printing. And and yeah, I actually looked in the yellow pages back then.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I remember though. I,
2: yeah, I looked through the yellow pages <laughs> and I found a guy who was close to me, and I called him and and uh, he. I worked out a really good deal that he was going to give me on on shirts. So then I went and did the dishes about ten thousand times and cleaned the house and cleaned the car and all that to earn the money to to get it. And then uh, went and got the shirts uh, printed. It was, I got a hundred shirts made. I remember it was a hundred shirts. I sold them for, for 25 bucks a piece. Wow. And, nice. uh, so I made 2,500 bucks and oh I, didn't, I didn't get the whole concept.
1: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> possible, like reinvest back in and right, like, right. I'm pretty sure I spent it all on candy and skateboards, but <laughs> it was like my first, you know, yeah. Jump into it.
0: Wow. wow. You know, one of the things that, that, that strikes me is that so many people have difficulties confronting communication, like confronting someone to ask for money, especially, wow. especially entrepreneurs when they first get started. They're like, ah, I don't know, yeah. this is what it costs, you know. But I feel like maybe I'll give them a discount because they're my first, or because they're my one hundredth customer, you know, whatever it is. Um, did was that something that that was instilled in you, like being able to, or did you just have that?
2: I did have to get over it, you know, a bit because there, there's definitely, there can be an, an uncomfortable aspect of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the thing to keep in mind though, is that when you do, when you have a product or service that really benefits people, asking for money is not, it it is just the exchange we happen to have in this society today. If you're, but if you have a good or service that, that, is good. It's a great product, or it's like really legitimately going to help them. Then I think you just need to get over it. You know, they, mm-hmm. that at a certain point you just have to say you, you just have to ask for the for the money on the thing. Right. And some of it, that comes with practice. I really feel like it's it's kind of like a muscle. You know, if it's it's a muscle. You don't work. Right. Don't expect it to to work out very well. But if you start doing that, you'll find that wow, it becomes easier and easier. And Yeah, sure. You know, when you have the first couple, maybe you are discounting some things sometimes, but at some point you have to also not just keep discounting things. You just, you just say, here's what my price is. And, and that's okay. And as long as you're doing a good service and you're in exchange with somebody, you know, you're not blowing up the price just because you can and things like that, uh, you know, generally works out.
0: It also has to do with certainty of your product, too. If you have certainty on what you're doing and you're confident that you have a product that's somebody you know, it's going to benefit someone, then just put all that crap away and just be like, you know, you this is actually going to be good for them. So you want to sell it, you know. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a valid point. Yeah,
1: and, uh, definitely. You know, one of the one of the hardest concepts, actually, that a lot of people struggle with is especially at a young age is the money thing. Because right, a lot of a lot of the a lot of kids are taught. Okay, don't be greedy. You can't, you know, you must be humble. You can't ask for money. Yeah, can we just? I just talked about I, that. We, we, yeah, we've are... we've talked about stuff like that before, yeah. you know. So getting around that is it can be difficult, and some people never get around that. Some people always, you know, have issues with money down the line. But you seem to have gotten over that pretty quickly, and were able to actually, again, va- you know, have that value and that exchange, and get the concept of that, which is really really cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thanks.
0: yeah. And the um, like, humble. You know, we uh, David Breyer. I saw was recently talking about the word humble, and um, I was I was taught you got to be humble. Yeah. You, you know, you can't just be out there like you got to be humble. Humble. I've had people that I've even said that you know without right. without really knowing the full definition until I cleared that word recently, and I was like, what the hell? It like means like of the dirt basically. Like the derivation yeah. is like yeah. bring yourself low, low you know, make yourself nothing, and so. You know, it really has a lot to do with confidence, certainty, and the willingness to want to help somebody. You, wanna, yeah. you want to help someone. That's the bottom line. So everything else should just be, uh, uh, should just go away. I like to say go away. That's my the ending of my, whatever I'm saying, making a point. <laughs> so that should just go away. <laughs> um, I want to ask you, um, you do a lot of consulting, obviously. I know you were just talking before we went on, uh, the tra- all the traveling that you did for many yeah. years, um, hundreds of thousands of miles. Um, what was the most, what's one of the most challenging questions that you would get from a client that was that you saw it kind of consistently and that you kind of had to always figure out how to respond to it. Cause it's different depending on the individual and the, the organization.
2: Um, I think, well, a couple of things. Um, so you're saying that what was the most challenging question to address? Like that, that comes yeah, up? The,
0: the most, the, the question that they would have for you.
2: Yeah, I think that one of the most interesting things is when people, you know, there, there are some fundamentals that apply to any business.
0: Right.
2: It doesn't matter what products or service you offer. You, when you really boil it down, you're going to have, uh, you either provide products or services. That's going to be the, like at the core of any different, really, if you want to separate or split businesses into types, you're going to have that. But even companies that do products also do services and services also do products. And then some people just do one or the other. Uh, the interesting thing was how to address this question where people will think that a situation or a solution doesn't apply to them because it's not, uh, the example you used wasn't necessarily for their industry, for oh, example. Oh, interesting. They would say, yeah. but, you know, but look, I'm a contractor. This is totally different. <laughs> right. in the, right. in for contractors, it's right. totally different because of blah, 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 blah. What I found so fascinating about that was when we start really diving into solutions for people on things that there are there are fundamentals that apply to any business. It doesn't yes. matter what what type of product or or service you offer, and then the the solving of those problems is also going to be a very similar solution in some cases. I I had a conversation that I was having with a, a flooring company. They had a certain set of problems. And then I was talking to a door-to-door sales company and they had the same problem. Totally different thing. These guys (laughs) sell other companies' products door-to-door and these guys are a flooring company. So one is a service-based company selling telecom services and one is a flooring company selling physical products. And they actually, they had the same set of problems. Wow. And it was interesting to be able to give that parallel because sometimes people would ask and it, it took me a little bit to figure out like, how do I explain this and make them not feel like, well, you're not unique because obviously every company is unique, but there's aspects that just aren't unique. Right. So we had, you know, I had to figure out how to kind of explain that to people without at the same time, I'm not trying to make them feel bad, but you know, reality is there's some things that are just not unique. Your problems aren't unique.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. <laughs> I think also because they're so involved in it, they might not see it. That's why they—that's why you get a consultant, so they—they they can, from a you know, outside perspective, kind of can can spot those things. Um, one of the things that I remember, like with social media, I'm a social media manager here in Nashville for a company, and not with this company, but other clients that I've actually done consulting for, it was always like speed. They would always like, well, how long is it going to take for for this? You know how long before we get you know and and it's the most difficult question to ask because like you said like there was a bagel place that i was actually talking to and then there was a real estate agency you know they both you know completely different but they have a product they have a service and and each one is it's gonna have their their challenges but that to me was always like the uh the difficult one and what i normally do is I sit down with them and, and I'm sure you have a, I'm going to ask you, a, sorry, George, I'm just going to, no, go, go, go,
1: go, go. Um,
0: but what I normally do is I sit down with them and I ask them, you know, I have a series of questions that I ask them to try to pull out as much information of their day-to-day work because, you know, having administrative technology skills and having been around it for a long time, you can walk into any company and be like, there's a hole, there's a hole, there's a problem, yeah. there's a situation that needs to be resolved, you know, and they may not be, huge but they're, they are huge in the flow of how an organization runs and uh, so for you like when you walk into an organization you know what's one of the first things you look for besides the actual personnel is there a flow chart or is there a, a something that you want to feel comfortable in
2: Uh, No, I mean, for me, it just starts asking questions, you know, I'm I'm by nature a pretty curious person. So I like to ask questions and I like, well, how does this work? And how does that work? And, you know, I, for me, it's always fascinating. You drive down the street and you see signs, highway signs, you're like, you know, somebody was paid money to build, to create those, right? Who's the (laughs) company that does that, you know? And then then you're, you're, uh, if you watch a show, you know, and then you're like, well, wait, hold on. What was the company that makes that product? You know, like I'm the, I'm the guy who asks questions, you know? So when we've done that, it really starts with asking questions because there's some problem or challenge that they have right now. That's very real. You know, somebody's sitting there looking at a problem that they have, and uh, or problems that they're looking at and they're saying, you know, this is really a challenge I have. And so that just begins to the, the line of questioning, on, OK, well, how does this work and how does that work? And what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And it's amazing. So you start to do that and, and all of a sudden, you know, you start to see a very clear picture about what's going on. And, and honestly, so do they. We start asking enough questions and they go, OK, I'm <laughs> starting right. to see where my <laughs> problems are here. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I was going to ask you: are there are there certain times where literally, like the first or second question, you already know what the problem is? <laughs> <laughs>
2: kind of, kind yeah. of. But, you know, like, I'll have my, I'll have suspicions for sure, right, right. but also I've assumed things and been, you know, wrong in it. So oh, I like to, yeah. we like to yeah. dig deep. You know, our right. guys and in the consultants that we have on staff. It's you know, dig deep and ask ask the million questions because the the end result is when we get to the solution. The solution is truly simple. If we really understand the problem, that's when I know we're on the right track because we get, we can just say, great, here's what we're going to implement. Here's how we're going to solve this. And it is simple. Yeah. Then we know we've actually isolated it.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned about being curious about things because I'm constantly in in a film. If I see something, I'm like, Oh, I'll wait to the credits. I've actually done this. I'm, I'm that dorky. I've gone to the credits and just slowed them down and stopped them and find all the companies because they're all different ones. I don't know which one, yeah. write them and then start researching them on which one actually did either a certain camera angle, which I know takes a little bit of a different uh, camera crew to get certain shots and stuff. Um, but yeah, I love to do that. That's one of my uh, my passions also is to just see how things were made. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a stupid thing. But when I was young, <laughs> I used to tell people, they ask me, what do you do? I, you know, the slurpy straws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of it, how it's like curved out? So I used to tell people I used to cut that. That was, my that was my job. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, I do that for about a couple of years now. And they're like, wow, I just let it go. I think people to this day still think that I was one of my jobs. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Jeff. That's awesome.
1: Um, do you find that with certain business owners that you that you talk with, and do you find that there are certain qualities that they possess, the ones that really... Are you able to help pretty easily and actually become a lot more successful? Are there certain things that they do?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say that that we've helped people with kind quite a range of skill sets and you know talents and things like that. Um, I'd say that the one that we try to nurture and honestly, this had to get sorted out with me because I was not this guy when I first started building my companies um, is consistency. <laughs>
1: Uh, mm-hmm. you know,
2: just being consistent, you keep showing up You keep showing yeah. up, You yes. keep doing it, you keep working it in. Like, you know, somebody hires a new guy and then they put him on, on the job and they just say, okay, great. Here's your job, blah, 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 good. Now go and do it. And then they wonder why the guy fails. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, they're like, oh, my executive, the executives I have at this company just aren't, they're not doing their, their job, you know, right. Or they're not doing it well. And I'm like, great. Let's talk about the training process and apprenticeship that you put them through so what did you do that you saw you trained them and then you apprenticed them you basically had them do the job and you watched them do the job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell you what, what you did for apprenticeship uh yeah right yeah. and then what was yeah. the training well or uh so i'm like so don't be surprised you know yes. Yes. it's and it takes time it takes you know it takes work and time to to get somebody to to do it but what we're trying to do is build muscle memory for them to be able to do it. They can do the job and do the job and do the job. And then, then it's very simple for them because they know exactly how to handle everything that comes their way.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, organizations don't, they either have an, an outdated training systems that just a really old SOP that's been like, it's like 1979 copyright and it doesn't apply to a lot of things. And, they, and then somebody new comes in to create a new one but they're doing another job, but they're like, Hey, why don't you do the SOP also, you know? And, uh, and they're, like, well, okay. Yeah. And then they started and they do a little bit of it. And so you end up, and I've done this where you go to a company and it goes, this is it. And it's all different and different writings and different, you yeah. know, it's, it's such an important thing to really put that into, into place, you know,
2: for sure. Yeah. And I think one, one thing, you know, for me is that um, a lot of companies will have people who can do good work and they themselves in many cases know i need to get these things done i know what needs to get done i just can't get around to doing it and i understand that so like a lot of times we come in just to be some added horsepower to help them put in place these things so that they can just continue running and operating a lot more smoothly and profitably
0: yeah yeah the the benefit of consulting is now bigger than ever you know i think in uh, um i think in the people were always looking at the numbers as, as can we afford it? And sometimes you you kind of think that you really cannot, not, you need to do this. You cannot Mm -hmm. afford not to do this, you know? Um, And and that's been one of the the challenges with the social media in a way, because it's still so new. So, and now it's like, you know, you need to have some type of presence online or, 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 you know, they say you don't exist. And it's part of uh, the, the challenge how do you recommend like w- when you're dealing with th- with someone and you're kind of suggesting something, but they're old school? You know, and they're they're just they're old school. They're like, Well, look, I got my Rolodex, yeah. I got my phone, typewriter. I don't I don't want to go on the computer, <laughs> I don't want it to be on Facebook. I don't, you know, the website is there, but it's really right. old. Is that a is that a, a a big challenge, or is that something that's
2: yeah, it comes up sometimes, and you know what? Hey all power to you, man. Like dude with the Rolodex and his phone, it's like, I love it. Yeah. We don't necessarily have to change everything about some of these processes. It's, it's more about what, what are you trying to accomplish? And then, right. you know, at what we say is goals achieved. That's what we're going for. So the first thing we're talking about is how do you define success? Because, because until that point, it doesn't right. matter. I could think that we're being successful and then just get right. fired. And then, <laughs> you know, you mentioned in terms of being able to afford it, I believe that a consultant who sells some, somebody something that they can't afford is just dishonest. Right. Because if you really dive in and you ask the right questions, you shouldn't be, a, you shouldn't be charging somebody for something that, that they can't afford. If they can't, right. then, then don't give them service. Give them whatever help you can. And right. then give them some concept. Hey, here's, what, here's the steps you need to do for us to really be able to help you. Yeah. And I've had people come back you know, later and said, thank you so much because you didn't, you know, take a whole bunch of money because I wasn't in a place that it could do it. But now I am and we, we really want your help. It's like, okay, cool.
1: You know?
0: Yeah. I'll send people articles, you know, articles, he's a video that explains it. If you, if you need further, just give me a call, you know? Yeah, totally.
1: It's interesting. John and I were having a conversation about, um, actually before you came on about people, writing down their goals and writing down what they want and what their plan is for yeah. w- whether it's themselves or their business. And, you know, you, you find people that sometimes you ask them what's their definition of success and they have no clue, right? And I'm yeah. sure they don't know what their goal is. They don't know. And then you, you have to kind of guide them because I, I do consulting right? and I've done a lot of consulting on the health side. You know, I, I'm, I'm into nutrition and health and I've, you know, it's the same concepts, except it's yeah. just a different industry. Right. Uh, So I'm, you know, I'm sitting with them. Okay. You know, what, what's, you know, what's your vision? What are you looking for? And some people are like, you know, I've never been asked this before, (laughs) you know, know, but it's, it's just an interesting concept. Now, what I wanted to ask you though, was when you first started, I mean, literally from when you started consulting, how, how did you start it? How, How did you start this? And did you, did you receive massive rejection? You know, when you started?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you know, the rejection, I think is part of, part yeah. of the, part of the process for sure. Um, I think not, I think being afraid to being rejected, getting, you know, being afraid of being rejected is one of the reasons that a lot of people never begin.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So
2: again, you just have to kind of jump and, you know, do it. So when I first started, I was actually trying to start a clothing thing. So fast forward a number of years from the original thing. I finished high school pretty young and I was doing like a work study program. So I was too young to actually have a job at that point when I finished high school. And then I started working for my dad when I got kind of old enough to start working. And then I, uh, and then started my uh, clothing thing again. And I s- started, mm-hmm. I started designing shirts and screen, getting some screen printed. And when I, as I started doing that, I was like, okay, I need a website done. So <laughs> I started, I was like, okay, looking for somebody to build a website and found out it was super expensive. I mean, it was significantly more expensive those days, 15 years ago than it is today. Yeah. And so I said, you know what, I'll teach myself how to do this. And so I did taught myself how to build a website and build one, build a couple for, you know, my dad's activities that he had going on too, and then built one for my thing. And then I was like, you know, I kind of like this whole thing. I, I could do more of this. And so I I thought well you know what let's go sell the first person and I kind of know how to build a website but I know if I sell somebody I'll I will figure it out so
0: right.
2: hey you know went out and got my first customer and started doing that and uh you know sold a dentist a website he had that website for like 9 years I actually offered to rebuild <laughs> the website like 9 years later I came back wow to Hey man, I'll, I'll rebuild that website for you for free. Just a lot has changed about the internet in the last decade. So, and you were my first sale yeah. ever. So I'll totally redo your site.
0: Still on dial-up? Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, I went from website to building bigger sites to so software to. You know, along the way, I was doing. I did did some things right, but I did a whole bunch of things the wrong way and backwards. Mm. and Didn't empower my team and didn't build a you know a capable. Uh, process, I didn't build a good process and, and all of this. And so it was just tough, you know, it was tough. And so I had to change the way I was operating. And so as I started to do that, I realized I, you know, need to help other business owners with this because, you know, I think it kind of correctly shows this or illustrates this, that when I started doing seminars, I started asking people who went to college or university, most of the hands go up and I say, okay, that's your problem. (laughs) everybody laughs, right? They all laugh. And I go, okay, well, let me ask you again, raise your hand and all these hands go up in the room. I say, look around the room. So they look around the room. And then, uh, and then I say, okay, good. So who learned to be a successful leader, a successful executive, you learn to create the prosperity you want and achieve the goals that you want in that schooling that you went to and no hands go up. I've asked the question over from people from over 30 countries. Wow, no hands go up. So it's not it's, it's not even like, oh, it's 60% of the hands go mm-hmm. up. It's like none, like every once in a while, one guy's hand goes up. And I really don't think he understood the question. Right, right, you know? exactly. <laughs> because he went to college, but, but here was the interesting part. <laughs> yeah, here's the interesting part about that. Um, think about it this way. We know that the vast majority of businesses fail. That's a mm-hmm. step, right? That's a step so right? Over 90% True. of businesses are going to fail. Good. So True. we know that and everybody's like, yeah, that's, that's the way it is. Okay. But at those same schools that you go to, you can learn to build a skyscraper. You can learn to transport a beating heart from one person's chest to another person's chest. You can build bridges and airplanes and rockets, yet you can't teach people to build a successful business.
0: Right. Look at that. Right. And
2: so, like, imagine this. We know over 90% of businesses fail. Okay, imagine this. What if 90% of skyscrapers fail? What if 90% of bridges failed? What if 90% of surgeries failed? What if 90% of planes that flew in the air just fell out of the sky? Right. It would be an international worldwide catastrophe. Right. Yet we're all okay with the fact that 90% of businesses fail or we're just kind of like, well, that is what it is. And yeah. so for me, I realized it's not, it's not even that the school system is bad. I don't think that. I don't think that those people, I, I, I realized after a while for me, my reality on this it was just created for a different purpose.
1: Right. right. It's it, it,
2: created a society of workers. Exactly. It's not, it's not created to create leaders who build businesses. And so Correct. that's just you know what I saw after having – and I've asked over 100,000 people that question now. Oh, my God. And, and it's the same thing every <laughs> single time. Every single time. I still do it all the time because I, I'm like, I want to see if anything changes, and, and it doesn't. It hasn't.
0: That's so crazy. But you know they don't teach entrepreneurship any you know in so, in those schools. It's no, like, they have classes for like marketing. That. Yeah, I just don't know what you know, like marketing classes, for instance. You know, like I don't know what they can possibly be learning. I, I've learned so much by talking to people like you and mm-hmm. it's on this show alone. I've learned yeah. so much. Anyway, we, we can that's a whole other subject. So it, it is yeah. like that concept the though of the. System.
1: It's like that concept of the A, you know, the a, a students work for the B students who work for the C students, you know, that type of Right,
0: right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I mean,
2: seriously, some of the staff who work for me are more qualified on paper to run my business. Actually, funny enough, so I finished high school and I was like 14 and I got a GED. And technically, as far as I understand it, with the GED, you actually have to have the, the piece of paper of the GED. <laughs> like it's different than a diploma because right. you had, it's the only right. thing that says, "Yeah, I actually did finish." Right. Wow. So, and I, I don't know where mine is. And so I was like, you know what? <laughs> Out of curiosity, just for fun, I'm going to go to some service that helps you get your documents right. Like they can help you get reprinted documents of certain things. So I entered all my data, and they came back to me like a week later and said, "I'm sorry." we can't find it so i guess technically i might not even be a high school graduate <laughs> but you know
0: i mean you made I'm, it work
2: i'm a contractor that does work for nasa go. That we have <laughs> 500 clients and publicly traded clients and everything yeah. else
0: but I, yeah. I, wow. I
2: don't know technically i might not even be a high school graduate so yeah.
0: <laughs> well that's something that Jordan and i talk about uh yeah. extensively we we want to do actually something more in depth on that as well the school system has only been around for about 100 years maybe a little bit maybe a little bit more the 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 system that we know today but before that it's like what you said you know when somebody goes to work at a business you know they should they should be an apprentice program that they go into and that's kind of how it was back in the days well what do you want to do i want to work on the farm i want to build this i want to do that and you go and you study with someone that's doing it and you learn how to do it you know and that's
2: the sad part is that some people will spend four years and a hundred thousand dollars and yeah. all this stuff mm-hmm. to, to go into a field that they don't even like.
0: Right. So mm-hmm. I know
2: plenty of people who got a degree that are in a completely different field now than they were then. And so yep. I just think the opportunity of, of exposing yourself to these, these industries and areas of life and trying things, yeah. and not being afraid of failing, but just yeah. putting yourself out there to go, Hey, I want to try this. Right. Is so beneficial because you actually learn what you want
0: yeah yeah and i mean we won't go this be my last point on the school system but also not not um i mean when you go to school you have you know there's a test so you already learned that you have to be right that's already you have to be right so you graduate thinking you have to be right all the time Mm -hmm. That's the only way you got through life was by being right Mm -hmm. for whatever years it is the eight years you go to school then the four years of high school then you go to college um so by the time you get out of there you're like i gotta be right I gotta be right so like what an entrepreneur are you crazy i don't even know when my next person when my next money's coming from i'm not doing that you know it's like it just seems like too crazy um but yeah that's a whole other (laughs) other monster um do you find it that it's that it i mean we're, we're in a great time right now because we have stuff like this we can listen to rafferty talk we have so many people online that are actually doing this kind of education you can learn anything you want online, as uh, Elon Musk said, right? He's like, you don't need school for anything. You can learn anything you want online for free, yep. you know? And I believe that. I mean, maybe if you want to be a surgeon, you want to be yeah, a, right. you know, a doctor or something, a lawyer, I think you have to go to somewhere. But, um, but I think that, that, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you actually still draw a lot from the actual organic uh, information that's out there?
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, I, you know, I learn all the time. I think once you think you know it all, then sure. you're kind of on the the other end of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, right. for yeah. me, it's, it's a constant growing process, a constant learning process. And, you know, so for me, I look at every opportunity that I can take to, to learn more and, and just improve my skills and abilities.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Judge, um, do you have a question? I no, I was back? just going
1: to ask him. Do you do, are there are there certain mentors that you follow and, and have followed through the years?
2: Kind of. I'm not a big believer in the in like the super guru thing.
1: Okay.
2: I think there's a lot of flash, but you got to grind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Robbins, part, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, there there's good people doing a yeah. lot of good things for a lot of people, you know, out there, which mm. yeah. school. cool it, some of it to me is just kind of a turnoff, um, because it's not my style, you know, right. like I am, I'm definitely, you had mentioned humble earlier. I'm definitely not humble in that way, you know, in the way that, that some people will take it. But I also, uh, for me, I'm not the guy who likes to stand there and be like pizzazz and jazz fans right. on stage. Like, that's just not my style. That's you nice know. Style, I'm not, right. Hey, look at me. Right. Like right. I have, goals and things i like to accomplish and i am very goal driven so i set right. goals and i'm like good i want to accomplish this thing and you know what crazy things let's do something crazy i like that yeah. let's go and, yeah. do crazy stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and
2: you know and that was how like you know my wife was like hey i'm she started doing acrobatic stuff and she's always been, you know, fitness and very disciplined when it comes to, you know, body, you know, the way she takes care of her body and all of this, she's been very disciplined. And I was not, you know, like I got, I was a workaholic that worked way too much, like to a fault. And, you know, had gained tons of weight and all this stuff. And I started getting, you know, in better shape and, and things like that. And then, you know, over the years, I've gotten better and better and better at, at how I did that. And so she started getting into acrobatics stuff, partner acrobatics we were doing, handstands on top of, an, you know, on, on another person's hands. And she was doing that for a few months and she's like, you should come do it. You'll love it. And I was like, no, you <laughs> come do it, you'll love it. I was like, no, it's okay. And then, uh, then she dragged me in finally. And so I've been doing that for seven months and, you know, for me, it's crazy stuff. It looks yeah, yeah. wild that you could, yeah. you know, we could just be somewhere, walk down the street. She, you know, climbs up into a hand in hand and somebody's like, whoa, right. And for me, cool. I think it's, it's kind of fun. Right. not because it, it was just, it's fun because it's, it's wild. You know, it's like this thing I never thought, I'm, you know, been yeah. at, I, I run, com, you know, I companies and it's what I love to do and all that stuff. And apparently I do acrobatic stuff on the side. So
0: that's so awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So you're more reserved like Gary V.
2: Yeah. Gary would definitely be, <laughs> would definitely be more of, chilled uh, out. Yeah. yeah. Low, key, low key. Low key guy. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know what you mean by that too. And, it, and it's, it's, it's all the content is good you know and it's great and it's it comes from a place of trying to help people find their their way and and we get that but yeah the way it's delivered it's it's such a it's it's got it's such a weird thing now because it's almost like rock star status yeah. for some of these guys you know where they're they'll there's music and you know yeah and so, look
2: if you do a show but you're doing it to communicate to people right then, hey, good for you, man. But right, yeah, yeah. For, for me, like when I see speakers and things like that, for me, the the thing that's just kind of like, look is yeah. if, if they're making it about them. Right. right you know, right. for me, it's, it, I, when I'm talking to somebody, I want to provide help. Like here, right, right now, I mm-hmm. want to give as much as I can exactly. to people who are listening to this. That's what I love to do. Right. That's my style. I, I live to help. That's the right. reason I am on earth. Is to help, right. You know,
1: Absolutely. Wrong. And and those, and those folks, it, it almost gives you this false sense that you have to be the way they are in order to get what they have yeah. and be where they are. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. It's, yeah.
2: yeah no, I'm like, you, have your style. If you are more right. flashy, hey, right. hey, own it, do right. it, do whatever you want. My way is not the only way. That's why it's such a great thing about this world is every, people have different viewpoints and interests and all this stuff. And I can completely disagree with somebody and still respect them and go right. hey good for you. We'd literally see things totally differently and I'm cool with that. That's
0: okay. Right. Yeah, and the bottom line is really help. You yeah. know, that's that's what we're all that's what everyone wants to do. But I think that's kind of shifting a little bit um because I remember, you know, uh, I'm 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 older, so I remember like in the 80s when when this was kind of like starting you were seeing kind of like uh, even in Tony Robbins I think came in around the 80s or something mm-hmm. and there were some other ones that you would see. And they were just so flashy. Were, Come to Madison Square Garden. Where we're going to, you know, and it was like, it's right. a wrestling match? No, it's a motivational thing. And, um, but I think that the help, and I don't, I don't know Tony Robbins' material too much, um, but I know he's been around for a long time. All right. All right. But I do know that um, there were a lot of people doing exactly what you were saying. They were coming out sort of just talking about what, how they did it mm-hmm. and how they are successful and why you should do the way they did it. And here's my course, and I will follow, you know, follow the way I did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you yeah. lose the individual because now that person feels like, well, now I gotta become this person. Right. And yeah. like you said, everyone has a different style. So yeah. I but I, I do see it shifting uh, with the internet and people just having the ability to do more like TED talks that are more chilled out, kind of yeah. kind of that make more sense, you know. Yeah, so
2: for me it's about surrounding yourself with smarter people. I'm not definitely That's not right. the smartest there guy in the room. But yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm good with you know. I'm good with people. That's find yeah. good people and work
0: with
1: people. And that's why John has me on the show because you know. Yeah, he surrounding he him somebody really
2: smart people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I want. I want him to be around smart people. If he was around,
2: <laughs> I think that's exactly <laughs> what George was saying. Yeah, that's exactly what he meant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly meant. right. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so let's. Uh, we're at forty minutes. I want to actually. Um, one of the things that we ask our our guests is. During the last two years, obviously we've had some challenges. Everyone had a lot of people yeah. have had, the whole world has had a challenge. Um, and there are a lot of people out there, that, whether they're artists, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're people that have, um, because of the, the situation, they had time to think and reflect on where they were at that moment and decided, man, I've been kind of like with blinders and I wasn't, didn't know where the hell I was going. And now I have this time to take a breath. I'm, I think I'm going to do something else. Um, there are a lot of people out there like that. And there's some that actually still haven't really come out yet, you know? So one of the things we ask our guests is like, you know, if you have to, um, tell someone out there of what they should be looking for or what, or, and not tell them what to do, but, um, how they can approach this next phase and this, you know, come kind of, if they do have an idea for a business, what's one of the first things that you think that they should do? Sure. Yeah. It? I think
2: that, I think that. It's very easy to always look at the fear side of things and the, the what ifs that are negatives. It's very easy to always do that. One of my favorite quotes is a Wayne Gretzky quote. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Correct. Right. So, so we already know if you don't try, you're definitely not going to do it. Right. And so the other side is when you're in times of doubt and uncertainty, which honestly just seems to be, the trend today right we think it was over in 2020 except for now there's economic uncertainty and this uncertainty and political uncertainty and this uncertainty. it's all this other stuff and for me anytime there are those things going on it's an opportunity because a competitor right now will buy in they are buying into the fact that there's nothing that can be done about it that life is horrible and it's the end of the world and it's all this other stuff they're your competitors there are some of them right now who are buying that which gives you an opportunity to get customers right and some people will think oh i need to, to get leads you know i think one of the one of the most interesting parts because we did a lot of i've done a lot of marketing services and we have that as one of the lines of service we we have when a person's starting a brand new business, if they're, if they're not already experienced and really running business, a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, what What do I need to do to marketing so I can make some sales and generate leads and all these kinds of things? And I talk, you know, if it's a brand, a pretty new business, I'm like, have you sold this product or service yet? No, 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 but it's, it's great. I have it totally worked out and all this stuff. And, and so I want to do all this marketing. And I'm like, honestly, don't do marketing right now. Right. You, know what you do? go make some sales. Right. I know, but, but I need to do... No, 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 you don't need to do. You just go and sign somebody up. And, and uh, the other part that's interesting is some guys who are trying to get something going, they need to get a product made and they have this idea for a product and they say, well, I need to get it made first. And I'm like, great. Well, then, then here's what you do. Just put together enough information that you can go make a sales pitch on it because what's going to happen is this. You're going to tell your friends and family, and they're going to tell you this is an amazing idea. Wow, so great. And then you're going to spend all this money on the product, and you're spending all this money on marketing. You spend all this money, and you're not going to make enough sales. So unless you have a lot of money, you won't make very many sales, not as much as you spent getting the product made and everything else. And the end result will be spent a lot of money, ran out of money, and you failed that thing and go back to getting a job. When a person's getting something going, and they haven't figured out how to sell it yet, I honestly tell them to go the opposite route. Just put together enough information that you can go make a pitch <laughs> with somebody. Work out what your price is going to be, work out what the product is, what the benefit, and go talk to people who are that because when your friends and family tell you this is such a great idea because they don't want to hurt your feelings, okay? <laughs> or maybe it is a good idea. But right. if you start to make that pitch and somebody says that, you say, awesome. I'm taking pre-orders right now. Uh, if you just give me your credit card, I'll give you 60% off. I'll give you 70% off. I'll give you 20 not, it doesn't have to be 70% off. Get, I'll give you 50% off. I was saying I'll, I'll reduce the price to 60 or 70%. So I'll give you like right. 30% off or whatever. But you just give them a discount right now because I'm taking pre orders. You're going to find out real quick whether it's a good idea or not.
0: Right. right? right.
2: Here's the thing it doesn't mean just because you get rejected that it's a horrible idea or that something didn't work. Change something about it. Change something about the pitch, change something about the product, the price, or who, the public, who you're going after. Change some aspect of it and go talk to more people and go talk to more people. And once you get it to the point that you can make a sale, make a sale, make a sale, make a sale, now when you start doing marketing, you already know that, you know the things to say to them to get them to buy. And so when you run ads, which you don't have nearly as much control on, you already know that the things you're talking about are correct the things you're talking about generate a sale. You're not wrong on your price point. You're, because when you go and spend a whole bunch of money on marketing, there can be a million reasons why this didn't work, mm-hmm. right. but don't go and spend that money. And I would tell people that for services that I offer, because the reality is one new customer doesn't make or break my business. One new customer, it doesn't, it doesn't we have thousands of customers that we service on monthly services. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't, it's not gonna make or break my life. But what it will make or break theirs. Right. And so go and make some sales. Go and figure out how to sell it. And some guys, it's that point you had mentioned that confronts, like to face this thing. Mm-hmm. They want to. They, they want it, They're a little bit nervous or scared. Or they're afraid of being rejected. Who drop? Who cares? Don't right. worry about it. If you get turned down, great. Next one. Next one. Yeah. Next one. Next one. Change what you're doing. Make some sales. Then when you put that in ads. It reduces, because now, now you know what, what to say to make sales. So now it's something else about the ad. It's something else. Maybe the, the advertising company is targeting the wrong people or whatever, but it reduces the number of things that can go wrong on it. It will save you tremendous amounts of money um, and, and actually help help you significantly in having success.
0: Wow. wow. It's a masterclass right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome.
2: Pre-sales. Yeah. I awesome. yeah. have awesome. <laughs> spent, and by the way, that... That one was because I had ideas for things that were hundreds of thousands of dollars ultimately spent because it took me more than one time to learn this lesson. Like oh. I, can, I, can get, I can get going at a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction. And I did that more than once. Okay, yeah. So th- this is just from proven experience. And, and the, the thing is, be ready for your feelings to get hurt. I'm not saying it's all bad and horrible mm-hmm. and evil. And it's not. But just be right. willing to experience that, dive in, and you're going to learn a lot. Yeah, to sell your product or service very quickly, and it will it will accelerate you years in the process. You just yeah. cut years out of the process,
0: and it improves your pitch because when oh. you pitch when you do your pitch, then you listen, and if you're getting an, enough of the same kind of rejections or or whatever negative feedback you're getting, well now you know you they should probably look at that.
2: Yeah, or questions they ask. They ask yeah. this question. Great. Then note mm-hmm. down the question. And put yeah. it on your website. Put it in the FAQ section, yeah. so that when you start running ads to that thing, you already have the answers to all their questions.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's such an important uh, thing to really to to work. You know, <laughs> and it sounds cheesy, but like to you know. sit down and just work out the thing that you want, and not be out here and be like, "Hey, I got a great idea," you know. Um, and it's so important. So that's awesome. I mean, that's what happened with my my uh, my Slurpee straw company. That's why I went under. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: totally. so <laughs> in the scissors. Um, no, but I really uh, uh, appreciate you being here. This was awesome. I mean, this is really like a, a masterclass in, uh, yes. in this, Yes. And we really appreciate you taking the time to to be here with us. So thank you so much. Do you have? Uh, let me uh show. So I have two sites for you.
2: StudioNet. So is is really my main one.
0: That's your main one, right? Okay, yeah. great. So that's. Yeah. If you have any questions, please. Uh, you reach out to you know studio98.com check it out we'll be running some more clips of this uh coming up um in the next uh, week to come so um thank you so much for being on we appreciate it Rafferty. thank you sir and please Pleasure. come back again anytime you want Absolutely. awesome thank you so much I Thank
2: you guys and i you know it's awesome what you guys are doing just it, the knowledge that you're sharing and the data you're getting from people it really you know i know it's helping helping the people who listen so yeah well done, well done on doing that thank well. you we appreciate thank you saying that thank,
0: thank you, you so much. much appreciate that all right wow.
1: see amazing information why amazing, we do this amazing, amazing.
0: i wrote awesome. down all these notes i'm like right down <laughs> um no, but yeah the yeah, pitch absolutely. man and listening and i mean it's just such a an amazing thing to for people to really understand how yeah. you're your first thing that you come up with is not going to be the thing, but right. you have to share it with people and let right. them look at it. And then whatever feedback you get from them, then you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna go back and I'm not gonna give up. You know, I was one no, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go back and fix it.
1: And you combine that with what he was talking about, also the consistency and consistency, all those types of things. And yeah. you know, yeah. you're on your way.
0: It's awesome. All right, folks, thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening. We appreciate it. We'll see you all again next week, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For our counterparts, George Batista, John Henry Soto, we'll see you next week. And as always, peace. Peace. Is it?